All right, Mr. McMillan tells me we have about 10 or 11 minutes left for our third and final segment. We like to do obituaries. One of note this week, with sadness, we, we cite the passing of Peter Bergman, one of the four members of the Firesign Theater. We've had fire signer Phil Proctor on this program a couple of times, and uh, through him I was able to, on one occasion, meet Peter Bergman along with his uh, cohorts Phil Austin and David Osman. We hope that, uh, that uh, we can bring Phil back on the show in the weeks to come to commemorate uh, his colleague, but I do want to say a few words about him today. I think, I'll start, I think I'll start by quoting the New York Times obituary which stated that Peter Bergman, founding member of the surrealist comedy group Firesign Theater, whose albums became cult favorites among college students in the late 60s and 70s, for a brand of sly, multi-layered satire so dense it seemed riddled with non-sequiturs until the second or third or 30th listening, died Friday in Santa Monica at age 72. Mr. Bergman was born November 29, 1939 in Cleveland, one of two children of Oscar and Rita Bergman, his parents hosted a radio show in Cleveland when he was growing up, Breakfast with the Bergmans. His father also worked as a reporter for The Plain Dealer. He graduated from Yale and taught economics there as a Carnegie Fellow. Bergman later attended the Yale School of Drama as Eugene O'Neill Playwriting Fellow. He moved to L.A. in the early 60s to pursue a writing career. Bergman hosted an all-night radio call-in show on KFPK in Los Angeles beginning in 1966. It was titled Radio Free Oz. Phil Austin was the producer and David Osman was the director of the show. Phil Proctor, whom Bergman knew from Yale days, was a frequent guest. Said Phil Austin, we started out as four friends, up all night, taking calls from people on bad acid trips and having the time of our lives. Noted the Washington Post, at a time in America when protests against the war in Vietnam and reached a violent peak on college campuses, the surrealist humor of the Firesign Theater provided the disillusioned throngs of bell-bottom students with something to laugh about. What it was precisely that made them so funny was somewhat difficult to define. Bergman told the Cleveland Plain Dealer in 2001, it was creative anarchy right from the start. This may sound highfalutin, but the Firesign Theater is like four jazz stars playing together as a group. Only we do word jazz instead of music. Well, we like the fact that the, far, the fire signers who uh, made their name producing vinyl with... Uh, how, do you de- how do you describe the fire sign theater? Um, strange, convoluted plots, uh, bizarre characters, creative sound effects, and, um, of course, about a jillion counterculture references. We like to do obituaries in this program to note the passing of people who are, you know, worthy of notice and in... in Researching some of uh, the background on Bergman the last day or so, I have to admit, I've been laughing my butt off frequently. For example, noted the Washington Post, Mr. Bergman got his start in radio as an announcer for his high school's radio station. He lost his job, however, after saying on the air that Chinese communists had taken over the school and that a mandatory voluntary assembly was to take place immediately. Noted Phil Proctor to the Post, things came together back in November of 1966 when, uh, when he and Bergman, as well as Austin and Osman, were uh, in the studio, and um, Bergman proposed that they would host a, quote, film festival on the radio while the other three came as guest movie makers. Proctor recalled that one of the films Bergman purportedly showed was an X-rated feature called Blondie Goes to the Dentist. Said Phil Proctor, we started getting phone calls from people who were offended that we were showing a dirty movie on the radio. 
That's when we said, I think we're on to something. The Firesign Theater's Don't Crush That Dwarf, Hand Me the Pliers was added to the Library of Congress's prestigious 2005 National Recording Registry. Of course, we'll have more to say, we hope, uh, with uh, Phil Proctor about his uh, former cohort. Proctor and Bergman frequently worked together uh, as a duo, uh, apart from their work as a quartet. And we very much look forward to, uh, to uh, commemorating the life of, of Peter Bergman. All right, a couple other, other things from the, uh, the world of uh, performance art to, to comment on. Um, apparently, the movie Carrie, based on the Stephen King book, uh, I'm sure this is a, considered a classic of horror. Gotta say, I, I'd, I'd never seen Carrie until I caught part of it on television a few uh, nights ago. I, I was flabbergasted at what a crappy movie I thought it was. But apparently some people, not being satisfied with a, uh, a book of questionable merit about a misfit teen- teenager with telekinetic powers and in, and in presumably even worse film, well, they decided to take this musical version to Broadway. Noted The Hollywood Reporter, the musical version of Stephen King's novel is legendary for all the wrong reasons. Its 1988 debut, staged with a comically inappropriate mix of operatic bombast and 1980s vulgarity, unleashed a critical bloodbath more gruesome than the climactic prom scene from the 1976 movie. Yet the composer, playwright, and lyricist saw something in the show worth salvaging and reworked it to eliminate its campiest moments. Unfortunately, their pared-down version still inspires one thought. Carrie was never meant to be a musical. Personally, I I have my doubts about any artistic effort that's based on someone possessing telekinetic powers. I think one of my favorite movie lines of all time comes from a a John Travolta and Robert Duvall scene in a movie where, uh, after the dim-witted character that Travolta plays demonstrates his capacity to his doctor, played by Duvall, the doctor says, that's telekinesis. To which Travolta replies, Is that good? And I hope some of you caught the uh, HBO uh, special film done on the 2008 uh, election campaign of uh, John McCain and Sarah Palin titled Game Change. It was based on the 2010 novel of uh, the same name by two journalists. Caused quite a stink among uh, the Sarah Palin fans of the world piece by James Rainey in the LA Times noted that former John McCain campaign aides depicted in the movie, including Steve Schmidt, the campaign's chief strategist, vouched for its accuracy in interviews. Game Change shows Palin, portrayed by Julianne Moore, thrust on the international stage only for her handlers to belatedly discover the huge gaps in her knowledge of the world. Ignorant of the Federal Reserve System, mistakenly believing Saddam Hussein ordered the 9-11 attacks on the U.S., and, this one's my favorite, unaware that the Prime Minister, and not Queen Elizabeth II, ran the British government, well, it's, it's some scary stuff. Peace notes that potentially more upsetting to Palin and her supporters is the way the film depicts the candidate's outbursts and periods of non-responsiveness that leads aides to describe her as catatonic and possibly mentally unstable. Anyway, we're just about out of time. I think we may have time for just one clip uh, from the Firesign Theater. Before we air that, I would note that this program was produced by Edward McMillan. Our thanks to Nancy Yamada. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. Hey, you guys. Just at the age when you're looking for an interesting and exciting career in the military... 
Get into the sky where they can't find you. Higher than you've ever been before, behind the border, as a proud member of the free Mexican Air Force. Yes, skimming low out of border canyons and across below sea level salt flats, you'll be jockeying the big birds, B-25s, flying uncounted tons of contraband into these United States. Yes, bred in Mexico's natural resources is a really fine job for any young man of military age. So take off with guys like me in the free Mexican Air Force. The street people, people terrifying their own children, living in a world only they can understand. They'll bug you. They'll bug your mind. The street people. You'll see them in breakfast nooks across the country, smoking cigarettes, drinking martinis, driving two cars. The street people. He's coming around, folks. He's going to be okay and ready to play simple. Six of Beat the Reaper! Last week, our patients successfully survived the common cold, measles, pneumonia, dengue fever, and the yaws. And now, the big question. Are you ready to go on? What? Where? He's ready! <laughs> our topless nurse, Judy, is wheeling our patient into the isolation ward. Can you hear me in there? Okay. Let's shoot him up. Now, patient, you have ten seconds to tell us what you've got and beat the Reaper. I, uh, I, I'm shaking feverish. I, my, my hands are all I'm, I'm turning yellow. My, my God, I've got jaundice. Jaundice it is. Give him and now you've reached the final threshold. Here's the question. Are you ready for symptom number seven? Longer than any patient has ever survived before. I, I want to go home. Only one way to do that. Doctor, bring in the super shot. Now, for the first time on Beat the Reaper, we're going for the big disease. The icebox is being unlocked by the president of the Armenian Medical Association, under whose strict supervision these toxins are being administered. <laughs> this is it. Doctor, give him that really big disease. Now, patient, can you hear me? You've got ten seconds to tell us what you've got. And for the last time, beat the Reaper! <laughs> I feel... <laughs> I think I... I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, I, I want to die. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. That's not correct. You didn't beat the Reaper. Doctor, bring the patient out and show the amphitheater audience and all the folks at home just what he's contracted. According to my careful prosthesis, this man has the plague. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. You've got the plague. Well, isn't he a good sport, We'll be back in just a moment with our next patient, but first... Get him! 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 Get him!